friends, just as a disclaimer, I've been raised from the dead. That explains why I'm intoxicated on the Holy Spirit. We do zero drugs. We do zero alcohol. We don't touch any prescription drugs, any illegal drugs, zero alcohol, zero, zero, zero. It's all the Holy Ghost. This is actually Pentecostal glory. Amen. And available to all those who believe. <laughs> and available for free as a gift of salvation when you drink the cup of the new covenant in his blood. <laughs> I want to read to you Ezekiel chapter 1 in the message translation because this broadcast is called The Glory of Jesus. The four creatures looked like a blazing fire or like fiery torches. Tongues of fire shot back and forth between the creatures. And out of the fire, bolts of lightning. The creatures flashed back and forth like strikes of lightning. As I watched the four creatures, I saw something that looked like a wheel on the ground beside each of the four creatures. <laughs> this is what the wheels looked like. They were identical wheels. 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 <laughs> Sparkling like diamonds in the sun. It looked like they were wheels within wheels, like a gyroscope. See, you don't need acid. <laughs> you just need the glory of Jesus. All drugs and alcohol in the whole world is a counterfeit satanic pleasure for the glory of Jesus Christ which is our salvation. And that has a cap, whereas this high, <laughs> eternity long. Stop wasting your money on drugs and alcohol and get high on the most high. <laughs> we toke the ghost. God is not a religious demon and a taskmaster's spirit beating you up. He wants you to enjoy him. That's why he placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Eden is the Hebrew word pleasure. He wants you to be satisfied with pleasure, but not of a worldly origin, not of a fallen drugs, alcohol, and sexual immorality origin, not on a power trip of magic arts and control systems of religion origin, but on the origin of himself, the glory of Jesus. Verse 22, Ezekiel 1. Over the heads of the living creatures was something like a dome, shimmering like a sky full of cut glass, vaulted over their heads. Under the dome, one set of wings was extended towards the other, with another set of wings covering their bodies. When they moved, I heard their wings. It was like the roar of a great waterfall like the voice of the strong God, like the noise of a battlefield. When they stopped, they folded their wings. Eight-winged glory. <laughs> and then as they stood with folded wings, there was a voice from above the dome over their heads. Above the dome, there was something that looked like a throne. Whoa. Sky blue, like a sapphire, with a human-like figure 
towering above the throne. From what I could see, from the waist up, he looked like burnished bronze, and from the waist down, like a blazing fire. Brightness everywhere. The way a rainbow springs out of the sky on a rainy day. That's what it was like. It turned out to be the glory of God. The glory of Jesus. You can read about it in the New Testament too, not just the Old Testament, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, friends. <laughs> and guess what? That glory has been given to you. You're not separated from that glory. That glory is your salvation. Jesus Christ is the glory of God. <laughs> Religion always separates us in our minds making us slaves to dead letters and doctrines and theologies that literally kill us and steal all of God's favor from our lives. That's why the religious people are the poorest people in the world. By far. Everywhere in the USA, everywhere in the world. You can just look at it. One common characteristic of poor is religious. That's because they allow Abaddon, the lord of the abyss, the religious demon, to steal all of their favor. And so they forfeit all of their life energy, all of their soul light, all of their soul favor to demons because out of ignorance they still serve the law instead of serving the spirit. That is the whole world system of religions, all of them. Christianity has been turned into a religion by many, many people. Judaizers, they turned it into a religion. Paul warned you about them. They're going to come in and put you under the law of Moses and make you slaves and steal and rob your houses, getting you to buy all their books, getting you to buy all their MP3s, getting you to only swear allegiance to that one man and not the whole body of Christ. They're always dividers. You have to be loyal to them only instead of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the living creatures, the shooting lightning and the fireworks of Zion and the 24 elders and the kingdom company of many men and women who have already gone ahead of us. I mean, on the top of Mount Zion there is a city. It's called Heavenly Jerusalem. There's already millions of people in that city. You're not alone. And you've certainly not pioneered it. Many, many men and women written about in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11, are called the Hall of Faith fame. Many, many men and women, Penny, have already gone ahead of us and pioneered faith through this world. There are many apostles, many prophets. I've studied most of them. <laughs> Many sons of God, many mystics that have gone ahead of us, who have pioneered a path for us to the top of the mountain of the universe, the city on a hill called Heavenly Jerusalem. All that's left for us to do is drink the living waters and rise above the dead. Drink the living waters and rise above the doo-doo voodoo of something you need to add to his sacrifice. Is a human being's efforts necessary to ascend the mountain of the Lord? 
absolutely not. That's insanity. That is pure madness. That's scandalous. That's robbing Jesus of his sacrifice. What can we add to his sacrifice? Our own efforts? I watch these slave children of Lucifer run around like chickens with their head cut off in dead works every day, and all they do is kill themselves by their strange fire and dead works, searing their consciences, thinking they're serving God by their own efforts. But Christianity of the Holy Spirit origin, not the religious demon, fake stuff, is effortless. It's a river of life. Jesus Christ said, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Why have any other man's yoke on your shoulders? That's why I serve one Jesus. That's why I drink one cup. That's why I serve one God. Not two. Not three. I don't also serve money. I don't have secret sin in my closet. I don't have another side God that I get some pleasure from. I serve Jesus and Him only, and I have no other gods besides Him. And that's the way to have all your soul filled with His pleasure. And I live in that continual ecstasy. I live in that continual bliss. I live in that continual glory every day, going from glory to glory, year after year, year after year. But people are always adding to Jesus, saying maybe that He's not enough. You know, that's why the disciples would come around Jesus, they'd listen to Jesus, and be like, yeah, this guy's great, but I'm also going to partake of these other gods. I'm also going to participate with sexual morality because there's something to be added to the message. There's not quite enough pleasure in just having Jesus as my God. I need to also visit the temple prostitutes. And that was a problem in Paul's churches. Serving Jesus doesn't satisfy me enough, so I need to also work for Jesus. <laughs> and the older prodigal son syndrome, which is a disease called religion, his sacrifice is more than enough to accomplish everything you desire. The issue is the older prodigal sons don't even believe in Jesus. They are natural, carnal, earthly Christians. The younger rebellious ones, they didn't believe either. They were just rebellious in the pig trough with the prostitutes and spending their money on gambling. So when they come back, they're just like, I'd rather be a slave in church. I mean, just send me to the worst church. I'm just so sick and tired of rebellion, heroin, crack, meth, Bing, bing. demons. I don't want the pig trough. I hate the, the rebellion is killing me. I don't want to die of AIDS from having 3,000 partners. You know, it's like that kind of reality. It's like, I'm going to be a slave, a janitor in this crappy church. It's better than being a prostitute for crack. You know, that's the kind of stuff that the rebellious come out of. And that's extreme, but that's everywhere in my neighborhood because I live in the ghetto. It's everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Every block in my neighborhood has a crack house. And I watch them smoking crack every time I mow my lawn, where I live, where I broadcast this. There's ten baggies of crack cocaine with the bottom ripped out every single time for nine years, and I've told them all about Jesus, I ministered to everyone, I, I let the glory reign. They're not interested, they don't believe in Jesus, they don't want Jesus, they'd rather smoke crack. They believe in crack. And they'd rather have sex. They're animals. And so you love the animals, and you pass through the animals, and it's a zoo out here, and you just learn how to love perfectly, because 
the rebellious are so far gone in rebellion, the father has to meet them halfway and say, listen, kids, there's a better way. Once you're burned out and all your student rebellion, come home with me. Let's celebrate. Eat the fattened calf. Let's feast on the living waters. Let's feast on the glory. And the rebellious are healed. And that's my testimony. The religious ones, they're out there doing all the right stuff in the New Testament. They have all their ducks in a row. They believe everything in the Bible is true. And all of their sacrifices are for God, of course. But the one thing they lack is the sacrifice of Jesus because they themselves have become the sacrifice. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? They substitute their own personal works for the works of Jesus. That's the older prodigal son virus of Luke 15. And if you read the Bible, that older prodigal son was so much more nasty than the younger one. The younger one was kind of cool and easy to work with. He's just like, oh, thank God, I'll just go be a janitor. And he's like, no, you're not going to be a janitor. I'm going to make you a son of God and a prince. Come and feast. And the older prodigal son was, the older prodigal son was weeping and gnashing his teeth at the thought of forgiveness. Shouldn't you beat him up a little bit? Teach him a lesson? Give him some rules and regulations so he doesn't go do it again? Shouldn't you beat your son? I've been out here slaving for you and never did anything overtly rebellious. And this son of yours comes home and you slaughter the fattened calf. And you never even gave me a goat. And he's furious. And the father just listens to him and says, Everything I have has always belonged to you. The older prodigal just never received from the father because he was a slave of his own self-efforts. And it's our self-efforts that get in the way of his sacrifice that make us religious slaves to death. They slave to death. I have watched in my life, and I'm a young man, I have watched dozens of pastors slave to death and die because they're working so hard in their self-efforts. How many more need to die by trampling the sacrifice of Jesus Christ under their feet and not embracing His sacrifice on the cross? Don't you realize that's what religion does? That's why it's called the spirit of Antichrist. It tramples His sacrifice underfoot saying it's not good enough. I need to add something of my own efforts to His sacrifice. The sacrifice of Jesus is not good enough for me. I need to do something for Him. And that's why they all have seared consciences with a big 666 stamped across their foreheads, which is the goat nature of living out of the flesh efforts instead of the spirit waters that are effortless. And it can be forgiven by the transformation or the transfiguration of the renewal of your mind. (laughs) Be ye transfigured by the renewing of your mind. The word in Greek there is metamorphosized. (coughs) Romans 12.2, metamorphosized. There's a cocooning of the Holy Spirit that takes possession of our bodies since 
The Bible says we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And we don't get more, we just get obedient. We don't get more, we just rise in what we were given the day we were born again. He finished us before we even started. We're preloaded, ready to be exploded. All of the Godhead dwells in us bodily. When we're born again, it says in 1 John, you've been born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. That seed needs to grow and take up everything upward and outward in every direction of your life. Be consumed by Jesus. When we serve things in this world, we don't develop that seed. That's why so, much, so many Christians are so immature. They spend all their days doing worthless things that don't do anything to develop their spirit life. To the regenerated spirit life is like they don't even know they have a spirit because they've been slaving for their brains like the black rock that fell from heaven. They're equally as religious as the Muslims that circle around a, bra a black rock in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. But we're not Muslims, we're Christians. You are all guilty of the same religious sin in the eyes of God the Father because you serve the same black rock, the ego, the brain, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. That's what the brain is. That's what the flesh is. That's why Jesus Christ was crucified at Skull Hill to set mankind free from religion. Not even rebellion, but religion. Because if there's no religion, everyone is satisfied on the Father. But Jesus Christ taught in the Bible that it is religion that blocks everyone from knowing the Father. And so they go into rebellion because religion blocks the way of entering the kingdom. In every city I've ever been in, that's what blocks the Great Awakening in that city. It's not rebellion, it's not crack, it's not prostitutes, it's not drugs. No! It's the religious in the churches. In every city in the world. It is. Ask the Holy Spirit about it. It's the religious that block the way from everyone entering heavenly Jerusalem. Because heavenly Jerusalem is the city on top of the hill of this world. And as you overcome the world with all of your soul, you enter that city. Revelation 2 and 3 says seven times, Blessed are they who overcome and conquer the world. In Greek, it's cosmos, which includes all stars and all sands. Abraham's covenant fulfilled. His descendants like the stars and sands. We possess the whole world the people of faith, the people of the Holy Spirit, the people of the glory of Jesus. Amen. That's what it's always been about from the very beginning. Taking this whole world back from the religious person, Lucifer. The great red dragon is so religious. That is his very mind. The unrenewed mind, the black rock, the ego the narcissist himself, Satan. It's all about the brain and it's all about him. But in Christ we've been crucified and we no longer live. It's not about us at all anymore. It's about Jesus in us and through us entirely. So we are set free from religious slavery worldwide today. And let Great Awakening begin on mass in the living waters, the free waters, the gifted waters,
and it will wash all your hearts and all your minds and all your souls and all your bodies. God the Father said, all of me is in the living waters, not just a part of me. And the living waters are the total healing of all creation. All you've ever needed to do was drink the living waters. Religious men and women have put yokes of slavery on your shoulders that don't even exist in the new covenant. The Apostle Paul said the entire law is fulfilled in obedience to the Spirit. That's what's written. But we don't believe in the Spirit because we're so natural. So we need to get supernatural by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And get more saved than this. I don't doubt your fire insurance, but certainly I doubt everyone's souls transfigured. That's obvious. Look around the nations. Mature Christianity is one in a billion. These people are so mature, they don't even know what their souls are. The pastors and the leaders and the Christians don't even know what their souls are. And they're leading people like the blind leading the blind. And I'm not mad at them. It's just, let's have a higher way. Let's have the glory of Jesus. Let's have the throne room glory. <laughs> let's have the transfiguration by the living waters through all our hearts, souls, minds, and bodies. Because that is real Christianity. That is the true new covenant. That's what He died for on the cross. And everything else is a trampling underfoot of His sacrifice. It is. He died so you would never feel even an ounce of pain. You can't even say, ouch. He took all the pain upon Himself. He took all the sins of the world. You didn't take any. You've just trampled Him underfoot with your religiousness. And that's a fact. And you need to be forgiven of all your pride and all your narcissism because it's an abomination in the eyes of Jesus. Pride is the one thing that separates the most people from the Father. Their brains, their egos, their religion. And it must be crucified with Christ. It must no longer live. It must be buried into the abyss in His burial tomb. And when you're raised to newness of life, and you are, all that remains is His resurrection life. It's death-free life. It's curse-free life. It is absolute perfection in the resurrection of the dead in Jesus Christ. Amen. Check us out online, redlettermen.com. There's schools on there, music on there, all kinds of stuff. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Gloria. Yeah. <laughs>